All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to another week's worth of show and tell. It's me, Lady Ada, broadcasting here from the Adafruit factory. So we do all of our testing, design, manufacture, shipping of electronic goodies and tutorials that you know and love. Um, but right now we're hanging out here, me and Mr. Lady Ada, and waiting for people from around the community to come by and show us what you're working on, whether it's 3D printing, crafting, sewing, Python, Arduino, MakeCode, whatever you're working on, come on by and show us. We'd love to show and share. We'll be here for another 20 minutes getting out of here, getting out of here at 7.50. So it'll take a couple minutes per person. Mute your mic to we call on you. Kick it off with some Adafruit folks and get to some of our guests. Scott, why don't you start off? What are you typing Hello. on? Hey, uh, I wanted to show the latest thrift store keyboard that I picked up. Uh, but before I do that, if you're into MIDI, and CircuitPython, let me know, because I am about to commit MIDI support to CircuitPython, and we need some libraries on top of that to make it easier. So uh, you know who you are. Uh, get a hold of me on Discord. Um, what I found at the thrift store is not a piano keyboard, but a computer keyboard. Yeah, a Casio keyboard this last week, and this week you have an IBM keyboard. Yeah, this week's an IBM Model M from 1992. It's, uh, let's see. I don't know. It's birthday is January 27th. That's what the date code on the inside is. And I thought I would just, uh, for those of you who don't know, a lot of people consider these to be like the ultimate keyboard um, because of the mecha mechanism that they have uh, called a buckling spring. Uh, one thing I didn't realize is that the keys actually are, the key caps are like literally Whoa. caps. Whoa, um, that's weird. Which I didn't know. Like they're, yeah, it's, it's weird that like there's another. You can just rearrange it however you want. Yeah, which is good because yeah. I don't actually use QWERTY, and it also means that it'll be easier for me to wash because it, it's quite gross. Wait, you're not? Uh, you don't use QWERTY? What do you use, Dvorak? Colmac. 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 I didn't even know about that. And then the other, the other thing I thought I would show is that if you're into making your own keyboards, I saw John Park had the the launcher. Well, I did a a grab bag of keycaps. Um, from Signature Plastics, and I actually sorted them. So these are all like black keycaps um, of all different shapes, sizes, and colors um, that they can do. So if you ever have a key keyboard project and need some keycaps, either get a grab bag or convince me to send you some. Um, I'm going to do some of my own as well. But those maybe are if someone writes some MIDI code to test out this pull request, you, they could maybe get. Oh some yeah. Code. Yeah. I'll give I'll give keycaps for for MIDI code for sure. Keycaps key for code. That's what or or PS2 support for CircuitPython as well. Yeah. Okay, so go. I can plug this into my CircuitPython. Bounties. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Hi, right, Noah and Pedro. Welcome back. Hey, hey, yes. folks. We're back here in Florida. Had a great time in New York, and we figured we'd pull this guy out. This was last year's project. It's a replica of the uh, Times Square ball drop. So uh, I can push a button here, and you can see the ball glow. And it's got some sound effects. Nice camera swap there. Yeah, right? Doing it all live. I can't believe it's working. And uh, I have it. Uh, I have the volume pretty low so that I don't blow everybody's speakers, because it can get pretty loud. Um, so check out the, the Learn Guide for this. Um, it's up on, on the Learn Guides. There yeah, this go. was uh, you. You got this out right before the new year, just in time. <laughs> I did. Salvatore, we, we actually uh, never had a ball drop project, so I'm really sick that we did this. This was an epic project you and David Stells worked on. Exactly. Has the robotics, has the uh, real time clock, so we can even know exactly what time to 
move 3D printing. You know, you've got like sliders, servos. It's very exciting. Good it's very fun too. Yeah, yeah. Really nicely commented by Dave too, so you can customize it. Cool. All right. Another Let's... cool one that we did. It was a school project for my son. So everybody had to do like a train thing, of course. Put Circuit Python in there, and it's just Mike B's um, modified code. I think it was like the ABC one. So it's just conductive uh, ink on the back. Little speaker inside there. Turn down all the way as well, and super easy little train. My son. So when, when you touch it. the pads, it makes sounds, or what does it do? Yeah, it just has a bunch of sounds on the back. So, like everything from Polar Express, basically. Uh, he sat there, helped us pick out these the sounds that he wanted. Took pictures, so that's all of us right there, the whole family, all the silhouette. Um, also got Velcro on the inside, so you can see all the electronics. We added a uh, the Pam. Uh, uh, amp on there, hooked it up uh -huh. to the uh, CPX, and the bare conductive is just all hooked up there. Battery and our favorite little speaker on the bottom there. Amazing. Near the, yeah, near the end of it, he got to uh, pull it around and do like a, a bit of a parade. So his was the only one that had lights and sounds. Of course, yeah. he had lay on it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, this kid's got like the most advanced projects yeah. by far. I know, right? Super easy to do. I think it took us like an afternoon to do. And then, of course, partnership with um, Purge Network, Microsoft, super easy lamp, um, coffee cup lamp. So just uh, cap touch buttons, all in make code, uh, have all the SVGs for the cutouts. So they give us access to all their assets. So you can grab that on the learn guide, a uh, bunch of different ones you can pick. And just like Scott, and I think everybody else on the show and tell have to bust out our, one of our first keyboards. <laughs> What is this one? We have so many, we don't have to go to Goodwill or anything. They're all in the garage. These are all original. I think we got this one 1995, I think. It was with the-, the class. It's, a nice, it's kind of a model Emmy, but it's an Apple keyboard. Apple keyboard. So we have the ADB. I don't know if we have any adapters <laughs> or any of these. <laughs> You guys yeah, good remember luck with these? That. <laughs> I know, right? So this was with the uh, PowerPC 6300. Had like a gig of uh, memory. It had like Photoshop running off of a zip disk on there. It's a good memories. I don't know if you could take any of that out. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't key. think it's like the Model M where the keycaps can be replaced. No, but oh, I never get this feeling again in none of the keyboards we got now. But super cool. All right. Uh, all that we had uh, three hangouts earlier today. You can see all of the stuff we've been working on. Tons of prints that happened over the break. So check it out. All right, sweet. Thanks for the update. Right. So much going on, and yep. more in the new year. All right, Mike. Hi guys. So on keyboard night, inadvertent keyboard night, uh, I grabbed uh, one of my classics. Uh, so I was doing, uh, I wanted to do a Motorola 68000 project in 1984, which it was, it was before Mac actually. Well, yeah, it's just a bit before Mac had actually adopted it. So um, I proposed doing a terminal and it's like, well, you didn't just have keyboards, you know, USB keyboards you could plug into your uh, project. So I went to a surplus store, and near, as Lamore knows, near universities, they have often have some really great surplus stores. And so sure. I got this Cherry keyboard. Um, I think it's from like a uh, some sort of terminal. Um, it's got, you know. Uh, status lines form select local print so you know some sort of printing terminal um but it's cherry you know uh and, and it's got some nice clicky keys and keycaps yeah i like the rounded keycaps a nice kind of dimpled keycaps with big letters really readable 
yeah, um, I liked it. And the the EE part was it had this weird connector, and I had to figure out the protocol it was talking to, whatever. So I did that as part of my school project. It's some sort of parallel uh, interface, and I got that talking. So, so that's my uh, vintage keyboard. And quickly, what Four I memories. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've still got maybe sometime I'll I'll show you the actual sixty-eight thousand board all wire wrapped and everything, um, but I just got in the mail today along with my Grand Central. Ooh, I've been I've been Ooh. testing that. Um, you guys carry in the store this nice little keyboard, and uh, it's both USB and PS2. So Scott, I really want that PS2 support. That'd be really great. But um, again, I've been working on. Um, some sort of little DOS clone uh, with uh, with the, probably the M4 boards. And uh, with PS2, there's a lot of uh, code out there for wiring up PS2 to, uh, to microcontrollers. So I thought this keyboard and then a display, and then I've got a little, my little computer, my little retro computer. So it's all, it's all good. So. All right, keyboard away. All right, next up, Aaron. I don't have a keyboard to show. Now I kind of want one. Everybody's got these clicky keys. Um, I last week was showing my little tutu project, and I just finished it, so I wanted to show it off one more time. Um, I bought a little tutu just from Amazon and modified it a little bit and uh, put a circuit playground in there. And now whenever uh, I dance or jump up and down, it runs a little animation. Let me back up a little so you can see better. But every time it, every time it, it shakes um, then it'll give a, a new color and a little a little uh, animation there it's really fun to put on and just dance around in my living room so i'm looking for some events i want to go out and, and light up the night do some some dancing <laughs> so that's uh that's it's what i've been looking just launched the tutorial for it uh this morning so take a look for that if you're interested in dance costumes yeah, I like this because you know we did a we did a sparkle skirt with the flora you know many many years ago like five six years ago and it it you know it was the easiest wearable at the time but it was still pretty advanced and this one it's like there's no soldering even you just twist some wires on and uh, run make code no programming typing required you can just use make code drag and drop blocks to get that going so very very exciting um, to see how wearables have gotten easier and easier. All right, thanks, Aaron, for that tutu. All right, JP, got a lot going on. Hey, we got a lot. Uh, I, I've got like four things I want to talk about. So the keyboard thing, first of all, this all happened organically, but I uh, found this in a dumpster recently. I saw there was a business that had a bunch of good looking stuff that I could tell someone just cleared out like an entire office, like they went out of business or something. So I kind of dug around and I found this keyboard, which turns out to be a Focus FK555 from 1986. Uh, it's a PS2 style keyboard and it's got um, some keys that Colin told me are pretty desirable. They are Alps SKCM blue keys. So these are really valuable keys, um, which I may be mercenary enough to sell them and convert them into me buying more synthesizer gear. Who, who knows? But cool. It's got a buzzer built into it too. I mean, like it's, it can make it's music. Got a buzzer, it's got a uh, honk and switch on it, which I don't know if that turns the buzzer on and off or switched modes or something like that. Uh, who knows, funky keyboard. Anyone knows more about it? It has the case too, it's just I yanked it out of there to start digging around. Uh, also, today I finally uh, squared up my shortcut keys on my little Andy Climber mini keyboard that runs CircuitPython on a Trinket M0. 
I built this a couple weeks ago, and now I decided on my keycaps, which are uh, main, bench, and down shooter, and then the picture-in-picture -picture versions of those. So uh, mm. I'm getting away from my cigar box one on my show tomorrow. I'll be using this, so hopefully I'll be super fluid in my camera switching uh, if all goes well. Uh, speaking of my show, I'm going to need a little tease, uh, which involves that game of uh, Rocket League back there and me with no hands making the car jump. I don't know if you can see that changing back there. So Using your mind. How am I doing that? Find out tomorrow on the show. It involves the Microsoft Xbox adaptive controller and some Adafruit stuff. So come see that. And lastly, I wanted to show my uh, drum sequencer, spinning disc drum sequencer. I launched this guide. What did it launch? Today, I think. Uh, so this is a Feather M4 running on the Feather wing. And I've got a set of reflection IR sensors here a disc spinning on a continuous rotation servo and our big honkin' four ohm three watt speaker. I'm gonna turn it on, we'll see if we can get it to play some rhythms. These are rhythms that I hand drew on here with a chalk marker, which is nice and uh, absorbent of the infrared so it doesn't shine back when you reach those spots. Works a lot better than a Sharpie. Here we go. And there you go. That's the spinning disc sequencer. If you want to make your own, go ahead to learn.adafruit.com and all the instructions are there. Draw your beats. Draw your beats, right? Okay. All right. Next up, Hogan. Hogan family. Welcome back. Ooh, you got some, some Cartoon Network stuff going on here. Oh, unmute your mic. Yeah, unmute your mic. There you go. Hi. So Hi. How are you doing? Hi. I made this um, thing for... So at school, like for recess, you only go out if it's more than 20 degrees. So like sometimes it seemed a lot warmer, but we stayed inside. So I uh, have a lily pad here, so it's tiny. But, and then, so it, this goes outside the window and then it'll sense if it's more than 20 degrees. And if it is, it'll do a happy face. And if it isn't, it'll like do a frown and then it's, uh, Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. From Cartoon Network. And then I also made this, like, Jake the Hot Dog from. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah. So you found some of the Cartoon then, Network tutorials already on MakeCode. Yeah. And then. Is it on? Nope. Oh, there you go. That's on. And then. Oh, I got rainbows. Yeah, and then it like comes down to the thing. So, All right. Yeah. All right. You got Jake and Prince Welcome. You've got a, a big party going there. I'm, maybe it's good that it's cold out so you could stay inside and work on more yeah. fun electronics. Maybe. All right. Great job. Well, yeah. email support at adafruit.com. Have your parent do that. And uh, we will send you out as seen on the show and tell sticker. And then keep checking makecode.adafruit.com because there's all the characters over there and the, there's learn guides. And there's more that Cartoon Network and Microsoft's doing, so you'll have some other fun characters to make and do stuff with. Thank you. Okay. Hi. Right, good work. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Roberto. Hey guys, can y'all hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay. Today I have uh, to demo a OpenSCAD project I've been working on, and it's uh, written. So uh, sorry. Let me start again. I'm working on rainmakers that are written in OpenSCAD. And can you see my screen? Yeah. 
Okay, so this is what it, uh, one version of the model looks like. And uh, it's available on, on uh, GitHub. Here's the URL, and I have a couple of variations that uh, I'd like to demonstrate. And the first one uh, is, oh, sorry, I'm trying to get off screen share. Um, the, the first one is uh, my first attempt at it, and I couldn't get, um, I can't get off screen share, but <laughs> maybe I can just go to, uh, oh, here we go. This is what I'm trying to show. So what I did was put some parameters that allow you to adjust uh, the rung level. So here I'm going to crank it up so you can see I have two uh, rungs here. And I'm going to uh, change it up to three rungs per level. And it can go all the way up to four. And if you crank this down, uh, it, that's the way it's supposed to be. And the shell can have bumps or not bumps to kind of make it more organic uh, looking. And now I'll just show the actual Rainmakers printed, if I can get up. Yeah, I'm off screen share now, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So the first, uh, I guess, prototype was this one with just one rung, but it was pretty much a free fall for the beads, right? It's very quickly. So I, I printed it again, this time uh, thinner, and uh, trying to reduce the surface area that the beads can fall through. And uh, all I'm using right now is... Uh, is dry Orbeez for the beads. So this is iteration two. And it, it's it's still kind of a free fall, but it's a little bit slower. Iteration three was with two rungs. And I printed these little caps for it so you can kind of see. Now, now it's three rungs. And it slowed down a little bit, kind of getting to where I wanted it to be. I hope y'all can hear that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, It's got a nice... Uh, staticky sound. Uh, yeah, I'm liking it so far. Um, the third iteration, or I guess at this point, the fourth iteration, I use three rungs for three rungs per level, and it sounds a lot better. I'm happy with this one. And uh, just so you know, this is these two have about the same amount of beads in them, but this one is like way longer for it to get to the bottom. So here it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And uh, it's been fun printing these, but along the way, I uh, I, I uh, was checking to make sure that the uh, continuous integration server that I have set up is doing what it's supposed to do and running tests. Uh, well, I think I actually lost that page. Um, it's showing you a screen that I can't see, uh, but... Um, we trust you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to show that... Uh, it, it alerted me that, that some of the OpenSCAD uh, files had changed in a way that I didn't expect. And it, it took screenshots, screenshots of it for me. And so I'm able to at least diagnose what, what's going on with that. And I'll update once I figure it out. And I have uh, a video planned for this project as well. Sweet. Well, you're making uh, music and making rain. Okay. If you want a sticker, email support at effort.com. And also, Happy New Year. Good to see you. One of the first shows of the New Year. Likewise, thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. We're here every single week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for making this best half an hour of the week every single week. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Rudolph. Thank you, Navidra. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, JP. Thank you, Princess Bubblegum and Hunger Family. Yay. And thank you, Aaron. Maybe JP can play us out with the magic disc, and Scott can play backup keyboard. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, Roberto, you can. You can play that. You got an instrument too. We, everyone has some. Jamming. We, we really don't play these shows out. It's like, <laughs> never ending. Yeah. All right. Thank All right. Thanks, everybody. Four hours. Four hours today. Eight minutes. All right. Bye, -bye. Bye everybody.